Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, this is EJ Holland with TheWolverine.com and we're back with another episode of The Wolverine Live Recruiting Show. Sorry that uh, we didn't have one last week. I was on PTO moving and experiencing the worst week of my life. So uh, <laughs> here we are. We're back. Zach, how are things in your life? I just got back from PTO and I had a great weekend. So I don't know. It seems like every time we both go on PTO, I have a great time. You have a terrible time. It's too consistent. Ah, yes, uh, the ever dramatic <laughs> life that I have. But, uh, you know, people want to hear about Michigan recruiting. That's what we're going to talk about today. But before we do, make sure to like this video. so It helps us get in front of other Michigan fans. Subscribe to our YouTube channel uh, for free and get notifications every time a new video uploads. We're uploading a ton of videos from the season since we're out on the road and things of that nature. So high school football is back. And that means it's time to subscribe to the Wolverine YouTube page as well as the Wolverine.com. If you're not a Wolverine.com subscriber, you can subscribe today for $1 for one month. So brand new deal for new subscribers. $1 for one month gets you premium insider recruiting information, team information, basketball, basketball recruiting, NIL transfer portal, and so much more. Plus you get to be part of a unique message board community with more than 8,000 users. Come and join today. For one dollar for one month over at the Wolverine.com. No better time to sign up than right now with recruiting in full swing with commits playing high school ball and Michigan season uh, just a few weeks away. So uh, let's go ahead and talk about the big storyline this week, and that is top 100 defensive back Zaquan Patterson out of Miami Chaminade. Madonna is set to make his decision. On Saturday, Patterson is coming off back-to-back visits to Michigan. He made an unofficial visit in June and returned for another unofficial visit for the uh, last day of the barbecue at the Big House, as you can see here. He's ranked as the number three safety in the country and the number 80 overall recruit nationally. One service even has him as a five-star, uh, that is rivals. Uh, on three is the lowest on him, having him ranked in the 290s, but uh, the other three services all have him as a top 100 recruit. Uh, that brings me to say that he is obviously an important target, one of the most wanted prospects left on a very limited 2024 recruiting board for Michigan. Right now, Miami has the lead on the on-three recruiting prediction machine pretty commanding lead and the hurricanes were considered the leaders for the majority of the process however things have changed 
recently with Florida State gaining a lot of buzz, Michigan continuing to fight, Auburn uh, recruiting well from an NIL perspective, Ohio State still trying to win this recruitment. Zach, how are you feeling about Michigan's chances going into Patterson's decision on Saturday? Not great. Um, yeah, I'm totally buying into the Florida State buzz, um, which is happening this this month. Really, Florida State has shot up the leaderboard and has been in the conversation heavily these past couple of weeks. Um, he visited twice as well in June and then in July. Um, he went with 2025 Michigan cornerback commit Chris Ewald. Um, yeah, you when you see interviews that Zaquan does when he talks about Florida State, it's really consistent with the message that Mike Norvell, the head coach, um, and the coaching staff have put into Patterson. I think he believes in what Florida State is doing under this coaching administration. Um, there's a lot of expectations out of Tallahassee this year. So, yeah, there's a lot of guys on the roster, too, who have come out of South Florida, including some from his high school in Shamna Madonna, who are currently on the roster. So he knows a lot of guys, a lot of close friends for that matter, too. So, yeah, the the intel that's coming out about the Seminoles making a big push, um, I think that's should be that is believable. Um, the one thing that I've taken away from this recruitment too is that he's kind of got on record as well, saying that he's going to take some official visits later this fall. So, whoever wins out at this at, at, in Saturday, it, it's not going to be over, right? Like. Michigan can still make a push. Auburn can still make a push. Miami can still make a push. Florida State, if they lose out to the other schools, they can still make a push as well, which kind of leaves Michigan open. If he does take those officials, they can bring him in for the Ohio State game, right? Like that's a game that he's had on his mind for a while. Um, I know Michigan's going to bring in a ton of recruits for that. So if let's say he does keep looking and Michigan is able to bring him in for an OV, I think that is the one date that needs to be circled in to bring in Patterson to show him the environment, the atmosphere, and really show his entire family what they saw in June when they all went up there um, two months ago. So we'll see what happens. But, again, I'm buying the Florida State buzz, but also I'm buying to what Michigan can do later on if they lose out to keep into the race. Yeah, my take is Florida State leads right now. If I had to rank the contenders, it would probably be Florida State 1, Michigan 2, um, Miami 3, or I'm sorry, Auburn three, Miami four, Ohio State five. Miami's just lost a lot of momentum in this recruitment as of late. I'm not exactly sure what happened here. Miami had a lot going for it, being the hometown school. I heard that a lot of uh, people in Patterson's camp referred to hurricanes. They're obviously very strong from an NIL perspective. So definitely interesting that Miami's confidence has dipped so much over the last week. Now, Auburn, I've heard, has done really well from an NIL perspective, but I don't believe that Patterson is completely sold on the Auburn program. And Ohio State has kind of just been hanging out. He talked about making a visit to Ohio State a couple of weeks ago. They've had him on campus in the past. They're kind of just the, the fifth team here that maybe they make noise, maybe they don't. I don't really know much about Ohio State's pursuits, but... When it comes to Florida State, they kind of came out of nowhere. They weren't really considered a serious contender here. Zach kind of laid out, you know, the things that make Florida State a positive school uh, in the recruitment of Patterson. 
when it comes to Michigan's chances, look, I think that Michigan is going to keep fighting here. I think they're going to be in contact with Patterson all week long. You can bet that his teammate and good friend, Chris Ewald, who is committed to Michigan, is going to recruit him hard. I know Chris Ewald's father, uh, Chris Sr., has been very pro-Michigan and has obviously talked to Zaquan Patterson's mother as well. And from everything I gathered, those two visits in the summer uh, impressed both Zaquan and his mom. So I think she would be on board with him leaving home. Uh, but, I, but even with all that said, I still feel like Florida State has the edge going into the weekend. So Michigan has its work cut out for it. Now, one thing that Zach said that I guess leaves the door open for, for some optimism is this recruitment isn't necessarily over when he commits on Saturday. Uh, if you guys have followed this recruitment closely, you know that Zaquan hasn't taken any official visits, right? So the, that's why the visits to Michigan were unofficial. The Auburn visit that he made in July was an unofficial. All these visits he's made have been unofficially. So he still has his official visits remaining. I mean, honestly, they have unlimited official visits now, but he can use them to all these contenders, right? You can only still you can still only take one per school, and he still has all these contenders available for official visits. So he was penciled in to make an official visit to Michigan for the game against Ohio State. Let's say he commits to Florida State. I wouldn't be surprised if he makes it for that Ohio State game, right? Like, I mean, especially with Chris Ewald already coming in and things like that, um, I could definitely see that happening. The thing that gives pessimism to me is even if he comes in for an OV, even if the door's still open, if Michigan does miss out on him this weekend, is the, the NIL aspect, right? The schools you're competing against, Miami, Auburn, Florida State, Ohio State, have all proven to have better NIL plans on the recruiting trail. So until Michigan fixes that aspect, they're going to struggle to win recruitments like, you know, any, and that's not just saying that Zaquan's out to get a bag of cash or anything. It's just nature of the beast right now. If you're a top 100 recruit, you're going to have NIL deals. That doesn't make you a bad kid or anything. That's just, you know, how it is right now. So I don't think it's Zaquan specific. I'm saying in general, any recruiting battle that involves a top 100 recruit, is going to be an uphill battle without an NIL plan in place. Now, Zaquan could be different there. You know, Jordan Marshall was a guy that was kind of different passing up Ohio State for Michigan. So, you know, we'll see how it kind of shakes out. But I think Michigan is putting itself in a playing from behind position by not having a concrete NIL plan when it comes to the recruiting trail. And so, like I said, it, does, it doesn't make, you know, any top 100 kid a bad kid if, if they get NIL deals. I'm sure anybody that is in the chat booing about it is has never been 17 before, I guess. If you were offered X amount of money, I'm sure 90% of you would take it. So quit your crying. Um, but that's about it. I think I think Florida State leads. We'll see if Michigan can uh, make up some ground here in coming days. They're going to continue to work on it but uh, and work on it throughout the uh, rest of the recruiting cycle. One thing I do want to mention, Zach, and a lot of people have been asking about it, is let's say Patterson does not side with Michigan and he picks Florida State um, or any other school. 
How much do you see that affecting the commitment of Chris Ewald, Michigan's top 100 cornerback commit in the 2025? I mean, obviously, Florida State wants Chris Ewald. Uh, Miami wanted Chris Ewald. Um, you know, all these others. He went to Auburn with Patterson. I think Michigan was very um, – they were open in letting Ewald take these visits. I think they were very fine with it when he took his – when he committed in December. But like you said, the family loves Michigan. Ewald loves Michigan. I think it's just going to be a – it's going to be just as important to land the uncommitted cargoes as it is to keep Ewald in the fold. I mean, a top 100 corner from South Florida, raw speed, great co- coverage radius, great length. I mean, he's the number seven cornerback in the country for a reason, right? I think the fact that he's still trying to take visits, and I think he's very pro-Michigan on Twitter, um, leaves some leaves optimism that he's going to stay in the class. But y- you gotta you gotta have the you gotta have the vision or the mentality, right? Like that, the schools are going to keep pressing for Ewald, and if the fact that e- Patterson, let's say, goes to Florida State or somewhere else, they're going to try to package that. So. All in all, you have about a year to keep Ewald in the fold and make him just as big of a priority in the 2025 class as he is now down the road. So as of right now, he's trying to recruit recruit guys to Michigan. He wants Underwood. He wants all these top guys. He's um, he's saying all the great things about what Michigan can provide him. Um, like you said, his family is um, loves the atmosphere and the environment, what they can do for his son. So We'll see. But I think you just have to keep in mind that whoever Lance Patterson is going to try to get Ewald. I think that's just the guarantee. Yeah, all those schools are going to whoever Lance Patterson, you know, is definitely going to try to get Ewald. Now, if it's Michigan, I think it guarantees you or pretty much guarantees you there are no guarantees in recruiting. But I think it pretty much guarantees you that Ewald sticks in the class. Right. So I think Patterson is a really important target in that regard as well. But looking at them as separate recruits, I think we both really like Saquon Patterson. I think he would be a terrific land. He's a top 100 prospect for a reason. You know, it would he would be one of the best uh, lands of the entire cycle. But I think it's more imperative to keep Chris Ewald in the class, regardless of what happens with Saquon Patterson. Uh, Ewald is an elite, elite level cornerback. He Michigan has missed out on its top cornerback targets this cycle. They need Chris Ewald in the class next year. He's a guy that's pretty quiet when you meet him in person, but very, very well respected amongst his peers in the same mold as Will Johnson. If uh, you guys remember, Will wasn't very talkative unless I made him talk Um, but he was a very very uh, vocal recruiter behind the scenes for Michigan and someone that you know his peers just respected so much same thing with Chris Ewald he can be that type of leader for the class next year and is already doing so and then on top of that Ewald's dad has been very you know pro Michigan has helped the Wolverines recruit from a parent perspective you don't want to lose him either I mean on top of being such a great talent, he can be a face of the class and things of that nature. So I think, you know, again, regardless of what happens with Patterson, you have to do whatever it takes to keep Chris Ewald in the class. 
All right, before we move on to our next target, and you see Zach nodding, he agrees. Need to keep <laughs> need to keep Chris Ewald here, Michigan. Um, let's go ahead and uh, get to our sponsor tonight, Lewis Jewelers. Simple question, guys. Is your daughter's engagement ring bigger than your wife's? <laughs> is, is your daughter's engagement ring bigger than your wife's? If the answer is yes, great news. Uh, Lewis Jewelers can help. <laughs> It's stress-free and easy working with one of their non-commissioned expert trusted advisors finding that perfect diamond. So stop by today, guys, and fix this family issue. Lewis Jewelers, your diamond store, and so much more since 1921. Visit them at their new location, 300 South Maple Road, Ann Arbor, or online at lewisjewelers.com. So that's right, guys. If you're... I guess this this means if your son is out shining you and getting your getting your daughter, I'm, so I'm daughter in law. Wait, if your son if your son in law does better than you at ring shopping, yes, go to Lewis if Jewelers. Your, if your son in law is doing a better job than you, you should be ashamed, and you should head to Lewis Jewelers right now and get your wife a bigger ring and be like, you know, I'm the man, I'm 40, I'm better than you, son-in-law. So there you go. Head out to Lewis Jewelers. You get something for yourself, as always, that uh, golden doll tag, dog tag, uh, is a good gift for yourself if you don't have a wife or a daughter or any anybody in your life. Just get yourself something. The last time we All did right. an the last time we did this podcast, someone asked what you're getting your brother-in-law from Lewis Jewelers, and you didn't respond. Have you figured that out yet? I did respond. I said I'm getting the gold dog tag. It can also oh, be a good gift for a male friend as well. You know, if you're like. You know, if you have Zach hangs out all the time in Ohio, he always goes to Toledo and goes out with his uh, his friends down there. He's going to go to Lewis Jewelers this week. He's going to get a box of dog tags and he's going to take them down there and they're going to love him for that. So, you know, I just uh, looped you into going to Lewis Jewelers to get that. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> all right. We're going to talk about the. Uh, Next topic on the docket, and that is Elias Rudolph. So while we were on PTO, Elias Rudolph, four-star edge out of Cincinnati Taft, decommitted from Michigan. He flipped to Miami, another recruitment where it seems NIL was pretty heavily involved, especially with Michigan having a great relationship with him and Rudolph moving back to Ohio. Now, Michigan is not giving up here. They are going to try to flip Rudolph back from Miami before the end of the cycle. Zach, you were all over the Rudolph recruitment. You were there in person uh, <laughs> in one of the uh, most uh, interesting live streams of all time. You were there in person and saw Rudolph commit to Michigan. You've been out to Taft in the past. You know Rudolph well. What are Michigan's chances of getting him back before the end of the cycle? If there was one school that can manage, or one coach for that matter, who can lose a flip but then get get it back, it's Steve Klingscale. I'm more than confident to say that the relationship that Rudolph has with Steve Klingscale is the best. And that goes back all the way to last fall. And the contact that they had while, Ta while Rudolph was at Taft in Cincinnati, and then after when he transferred to Deerfield Beach, it didn't stop. Um, the contact, the communication, whether it's text, calls, 
um, you know, instant messaging, like they stayed after it for Rudolph. And I think Rudolph really, really responded well. And you can tell by, by his commitments right after he took an official visit, right? Like, and that didn't even involve just Clinksdale. It involved Mike Elston, who saw him at Deerfield Beach. It involved Jesse Minter. And it involved Dylan Roney, the pass rush specialist. Um, yeah, I think Miami really, from what I've talked to from Miami people, I think they were really gung-ho on getting him as a top target, right? Like, ever since they offered him, got him on an official visit, and then got him back on an unofficial visit for the open period, they were all in on Elias Rudolph and the collaborative efforts between Jason Taylor, uh, Derek Nicholson, the linebackers coach and Mario Cristobal, the head coach, right? Like they all had a great relationship with Rudolph and his family. Now he still has family in Deerfield beach, despite moving back to Ohio to finish out his senior year. So there's still familiarity with the area. Now, the fact that he's back in Cincinnati gives some optimism, right, that they can, Michigan can keep seeing him um, continue the relationship at a closer distance, you know, four hours as opposed to a plane ride. Um, maybe they can bring him back for a visit. Michigan has seven home games, four in September alone. So, yeah, I, 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 I'm, <clears throat> I, I would imagine that Klingscale goes out of his way right? Because this is a kid who has a really good, intriguing frame as a speed rusher. Um, Michigan is uh, vying to keep another edge rusher and a defensive lineman in the 2024 class. So, yeah, I, I would imagine the, the emphasis that's put on Rudolph and his family, especially some family members who are all in on Michigan as well, um, the priority for them is just as much as it does as it was in June. So, We'll see, but all in all, I, I'm I'm confident in what the job that Sale can do alone, um, and that's not even including what else the coaching staff could, did for him uncommitted. So we'll see. I'll add this. I mean, the edge room is definitely getting interesting here with Rudolph flipping to Miami. Jacob Smith is still on the fence here. It wouldn't be surprising to see him, you know, flip to Kentucky. I think that's a strong possibility you still have Clemson and Wisconsin working on Dominic Nichols the only guy that seems really locked in is Devin Baxter so I do think Michigan explores some other edge options while trying to flip Elias Rudolph back trying to keep Dominic Nichols in the class trying to prevent the flip for the Smith twins to Kentucky and and they might circle back to some guys like Brian Robinson I know people are asking about him in the chat you know, they're exploring that avenue. They're exploring other guys that they evaluated in the spring that they really liked. I think they want to see some senior film before pushing for some other guys. And that's not just at the edge position. I think that also holds true for nose. I think it also holds true uh, for safety if they miss out on Zaquan Patterson. I think it's also true for wide receiver because it doesn't look like Michigan's going to win the Ryan Wingo sweepstakes. So I do think they're going to circle back or take a closer look at guys they were evaluating in the spring. I did offer a list of five edge recruits that Michigan liked in the process that they didn't offer that they might look at over at thewolverine.com. Again, for everybody that joined us late, if you aren't a subscriber to thewolverine.com, you can subscribe today for just $1 for one month if you're a new subscriber. So make sure to take advantage of that deal over at thewolverine.com. 
All right, Zach, let's go ahead and end the show with high school football. It's back. We were excited. We both hit the road despite all these moving issues and car issues and other things going on. I was able to hop on the first flight out to Jacksonville to see Jake Cordera and ended up seeing four Michigan commits. Um, as I saw him, I saw Jaden Smith, Jaden Davis, and Shannon Goodwin. Zach, you were also out on the road out in Ohio, had a chance to see uh, three Michigan commits, Luke Hamilton, Ben Roebuck, and Jeremiah Lowe. So, yeah, a ton of coverage on the Michigan commit, seven combined between the both of us over at thewolverine.com. Remember, $1 um, for one month. Take advantage of that deal right now. But let's go ahead and talk about our time on the road. Now, we are doing the road reports again this year. So, you know, want to limit it to a couple of takeaways. So, Zach, tell me your two biggest takeaways from your time on the road um, this weekend. My first takeaway is that Luke Hamilton and Ben Roebuck are going to be the perfect pairing on the offensive line for Michigan, right? Like two guys who come from the same area, that blue collar, that go to work kind of mentality. Um, They've improved greatly with their athleticism, their fluidity, their bending. Um, Roebuck in particular has dropped quite a bit of weight, which has helped him move uh, quite a bit, especially when he gets to the second level in box linebackers. So, yeah, I think in terms of fits, uh, how they are and how they act and their trusting of offensive line coach Jerome Moore, uh, they're going to be fan favorites. Uh, that's There's no doubt about that. And then my second biggest takeaway is that Jeremiah Lowe, who committed on August 10th, right, from Lexington, Frederick Douglass in Kentucky, um, in order for him to have a big impact in Michigan secondary, he's going to need to have a weight gain. Now, he's 178 pounds right now. He played an Archbishop Hoban team on Saturday who is loaded with Division One talent. So if there was any indication or just a little bit of a glimmer of what he's going to expect at the Big Ten level, it was on Saturday. Now, he's a willing tackler. He helps support the run game quite a bit, and he's willing to get in the mix, um, especially when he goes down to the front seven. But, yeah. He's going to need one that's going to need at least 10 or 15 pounds of weight on him in order for him to see the field uh, early. And knowing the success level that Ben Herbert, Michigan strength and conditioning coach, and the nutritionist Evan Gale O'Connor have had with defensive backs, I don't see an issue with that. But, yeah, I'm interested to see his progression physically once he early enrolls. Now, I have to ask, you were in Ohio for, what was it, three days? Three days Three days. Did you get Skyline Chili? I'm Skyline is like all right. So this is Ohio. Skyline is like in the south southwest area of Ohio. I'm in the northeast. There's no Skyline Chili there, but there was Waffle really? House. No, huh. no. It's like it's like a Cincinnati thing, um, but there was Waffle House, so I had to eat there, and Sheets, so I had to eat there. <laughs> oh my god. So that's the uh, Zach specialty. Little Caesars, Skyline Chili, which was not available. Uh, Sheets and Waffle House. Those are his uh, go-tos on the road. I I had some issues finding food because I waited too long to get food. So by the time the game was over um, in Florida, I ended up having to settle for some Texas Roadhouse. uh, So that wasn't overly fun but then they fed us at the uh, panther stadium in charlotte so 
you know. All that seafood, I, you got a steak. <laughs> I didn't even get a steak. I got some barbecued chicken, some Texas chili. I am from Texas, so, you know, it gave a tiny taste of back home. But uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Texas Roadhouse. A chain, a chain restaurant. A chain <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> I went in there and I was like, hey, I'm from Texas. Give me your best food. Um, <laughs> yeah. then, uh, my two biggest takeaways from uh the time on the road is michigan still needs a wide receiver commit this cycle they need a bigger presence or a true outside wide receiver they need to do whatever it takes to get back in it with jordan shit man just going out there and seeing jordan and i was like man i miss covering jordan shit and then he had an amazing performance i believe he ended up with 13 receptions for 235 yards and two or three touchdowns. I mean, he was the best player on the field. It wasn't even close. I think that <clears throat> missing out on Jordan ship really hurt Michigan this cycle. I get it. He's only ranked as a three-star, but I think he's one of the most underrated recruits in the entire country. He's a true difference maker. He makes, uh, he made Jaden Davis look really good on a lot of throws. I mean, he has extremely strong hands. He's a good route runner. He goes up and he gets it. Uh, he's an underrated athlete. And dude is just always open. I just love Jordan Ship. And then on top of that, man, he's just such a great kid. He, he would be the best fit at Michigan from a program uh, culture standpoint as well. So with Michigan needing another wide receiver, with Channing Goodwin and Jaden Davis already committed I mean, it just makes too much sense to, you know, to to not recruit Jordan Ship. You have to continue to recruit him until he's signed. I get he wants to stay closer to home, and North Carolina definitely gives him that option. Uh, but I think Michigan did a, a good job recruiting him during the cycle, and I think those connections can help the Wolverines in this recruitment. Plus, they just again they have that need for an outside. Uh, for an outside receiver. I mean, there's nobody that I'd rather have right now that's realistic or somewhat realistic, I guess, than Jordan Ship. Uh, you already invested a ton of resources there. There's no reason to stop recruiting him. I talked to Channing Goodwin after the game, and he told me that he was also going to continue to recruit Jordan Ship. I think both him and Jaden Davis would love to have him in the class, but I mean, an absolute monster performance from Jordan ship. I've been banging the drum for on three to give him his four star back. And even though he snubbed Michigan, I mean, nothing, uh, nothing's going to change my opinion about Jordan ship. I mean, he's, he's a dude. So uh, I would love to see Michigan get him back or get him uh, after losing him to North Carolina at the end of the cycle. So my second takeaway, I think everybody wants to know my takeaway on Jaden Davis's 450-yard, uh, five-touchdown performance. So uh, if you go to our YouTube channel, which, again, if you're not subscribed to our YouTube channel, make sure to like this video and subscribe for free. But I gave, uh, you know, I gave every throw from that Jaden Davis game. And I will say the 450 yards was a little inflated uh, from a lot of underneath routes or screens, quick game type things. But he, he still had a really good game, obviously. I think even though with the – inflation of the statistics he was he was what he was right he was accurate short to intermediate he hit occasional deep balls as well 
he did miss some throws, some things that Jaden Davis can certainly clean up. And I'm not sure why the video is playing like in slow-mo, but um, some things he can clean up are he has a low, bit of a low release, uh, which was – and a bit of a hitch, and that was kind of mentioned throughout the Elite 11 finals as well. But the thing that I think Davis can improve the most on is just uh, maybe cutting down some of the bulk he added and – Gaining some mobility. I think he's just a guy that doesn't provide a ton of run threat. And in the pocket, he doesn't have a lot of escapability or ability to improvise or create either. So right now, he's a very high-level distributor. Uh, He can march an offense down the field. He can help them score points. He can succeed in Michigan's offense. It's a great fit for him because it is a pro-style scheme that allows him to play to his strengths and does mask his weaknesses as well. When you have a strong run game, a uh, high-level offensive lineman or a high-level offensive line, you can dink and dunk your way to the top. And I think Jaden Davis is capable of doing that. And he has enough arm strength to be more successful with downfield passing than, say, a Cade McNamara. He's also not a statue like Cade, but again, won't really provide much from a, a running standpoint. And the bottom line is. Jaden Davis isn't a five-star prospect. I think all the services have bumped him down to a four-star now, so it's not just me saying that, being a hater. You know, he's a four-star all the way around. and But but that's perfectly fine. I still think he's, you know, in that top one, top 100, top 175 type of mold. And that's okay. That's definitely a lot better than what Michigan has landed in the past. And with – the abilities he has as an efficient passer, as a commander of the offense, as a high uh, football IQ kid, a high processor. I think he's a guy that can still have plenty of success at Michigan. And that's all that matters. I mean, if you look at the, is Jaden Davis a five-star or is he a top 175 player debate? doesn't really matter to you, the fan, right? You, the fan should just want to know, can this guy have success at Michigan? And I think that he definitely can. I think he is very capable of having uh, success at Michigan as long as, uh, you know, the, the system's correct around him. So I think that, you know, he's not necessarily that J.J. McCarthy level guy, but he's very, very capable of, uh, of being uh, slightly better Cade McNamara. And that's completely fine because you saw Michigan, you know, have plenty of success with Cade um, but that's all I have from the road. We'll be back on the road this week. So make sure to tune in uh, here on our YouTube channel. Like this video, subscribe. Subscribe to the Wolverine.com for $1 for one month. And uh, you can see all the premium insider recruiting information and coverage on commits from the road. I will be back tomorrow to answer all of your questions in the chat box for our Wednesday live show. Don't miss that you will catch Zach on the YouTube channel next week. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.